How's it going, everybody? This is Whosoever Will. I'm Forrest. I'm Hunter. And we are here to tackle tough questions. One take at a time. And we are so glad to be back for season two of our Whosoever Will podcast. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, we took a little time off to, you know, so we have a difference between season one and season two, so everybody could like look back at this ones in season one, and we could, you know, look forward and think about what we wanted to put in season two, and now we've got a whole slate of episodes ready for everybody. This will be the first of many. And we're, we're honestly really excited to bring them to you. So, Hunter, what do you have on that? Uh, well, for the first episode of Season 2, we had put out a, a post on our Facebook page, which if you guys haven't followed, go ahead and follow that. It's uh, Whosoever Will. For our, it's for our podcast. It's the same thing as the title of this uh, podcast. Uh, one of the members from our church asked us a question about how should we try to get youth more involved in church functions. And... It's, it's something that's really, really important because if you think about it, youth are not only the future of the church, but they're also a part of the church at the moment, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes we get kind of the mindset, oh, they're just the future of the church, you know, they'll they'll grow and, and a few years down the road, then they'll be in leadership positions. But in reality, if they're saved, they're still a part of the church. So we have to treat them as such. Yes. And it's, it's extremely important to get students and just youth in general involved. But right now, it's really, really difficult to do, which mm-hmm. is why we're having to, you know, ask these questions of ourselves and really think about it. Because it seems like in the nation as a whole, you know, not necessarily in this area per se, but in the nation as a whole, the youth aren't want, really wanting to get involved in church. Right. And it, it's just hard to see. There's, you know, uh, like we talked about before the podcast, there's so many distractions, you know, you can do a lot of things outside of going to church. You can play your sports on Wednesdays. You can go do travel sports on Sundays. You can go hang out with your friends. A ton of different things can take the place of coming and worshiping God. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I was raised in church. <laughs> I never had a question where I was going to be at on a Sunday morning, night, or Wednesday. You know, and it's just not something that was that was in my brain. There were many, many times where I didn't want to go, but that didn't matter. That's where I was, you know, raised to be. Right, yeah. And now I want to be here. Now that I, I'm a young adult, mm-hmm. I want to be at church because yeah. you have the fellowship with each other and it energizes you to go into the week and to be a strong warrior for Christ. Yeah, I mean, that's the same for me. It's like my mm-hmm. dad always said, you know, I mean, he said it for him and it's true for me. I had a complete drug problem growing up, you know, I was drugged yeah. in and out of every church in the area. I mean, that's just how it was. And, you know, you know, you look at it from a perspective, you know, you might think that, you know, just for, you're being forced, maybe forcing your kids to go to a church, you know, it might not be the best thing because, you know, whatever, but it is because at the time, it might not be where they want to be, but it'll teach them that, you know, this is where I should be, and they learn. I mean, that's just how it goes. And, that's the way to help get our country going in the right direction. You know, just like Kevin always told us in youth, it's um, if we want to see revival happen, it's going to start with the young people because mm-hmm. that's that's where the fire comes. That's where it's, everybody's going to get excited and they're going to get their parents in church. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's very important to work on to look and figure out how to get the youth, you know, involved in church because it, it is true. I mean, we get the youth involved, it, it's going to be a totally different story. Right. How it's going to roll. Uh, so, thinking along the lines of what are some things that uh, we can do to get you know youth involved, uh, one of the things that 
uh, I didn't mention beforehand, we were talking about it. One of the biggest things that we can do is pray, mm-hmm. you know, that we can only do so much <clears throat> of ourselves. And that's even with God's help. We, we can't do anything of ourselves. It's only through God's help. But the greatest thing that we can do is to pray for those people. Mm-hmm. We pray that the youth will come in. You know, a lot of times we want to, you know, we need to do this outreach. We need to go here. We need to bring pizza. We need to go bowling. We need to go watch a movie. But the biggest thing that we need is just prayer. Yeah. Because it's something that the Lord does without us, right? Right. And if we do it of ourselves all the time, we do this and we do that, then even if you don't know it, you get a mindset of, well, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. I got to do that. I have to take them here. I have to bring them this or they won't keep coming. And that's where, one, we, we, we get a little bit of an ego about how many kids we have coming. You know, this church, that church. One church down the road might have 30. And, you know, this church might have 10. And another church might have three. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a not game. talking about it. It's a numbers game, yeah. right? It's not that, you know, we're making fun of each other for it or even talking about it necessarily. But whether you realize it or not, it becomes a, well, we got to hit 15 this week. We've got to hit 35 this week. Mm-hmm. We've got to hit eight this week. You know, it, it's all about getting more and more and more. And what you do when you do that is you neglect the ones that you already have. So the ones that are coming faithfully, if, if all you do is do outreach programs and you, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But if all you do is, you know, play games and have fun all the time, the ones that are there anyway, and they're always going to be there, they miss out on the meat mm-hmm. that is the Word of God. That's and, right. that, and that's what you've got to teach them. Right. I feel like it's, that stuff's more, I feel like we put a different emphasis on it than it should be. As in, that stuff we do is good. But I feel like we look at it as a standpoint of, for young people, that's what we have to do to get them in. But I feel like it's more of a, you know, you do ways to get them in, but once they're there, that's the ways to help them grow. Mm-hmm. as a the brotherhood of Christ. I mean, like, for example, on Sundays, you know, definitely go to Sunday school together and Wednesday nights, definitely go to class together and Bible school or whatever. But I think it's very important to have those at different times, you know, set out that way, excuse me, the youth group can go together and they can grow and they can they learn to be together because they're going to need each other in life, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's very important to have the same message, you know. I mean... You don't have to have the big elaborate things like going to, I don't know, a very expensive place and spending all this time with everybody there and just big elaborate stuff. I mean, it can be something as simple as just, you know, playing a small game together where, you know, you learn to be, you know, work together and stuff because we're going to need each other after we get out. And when I say that, I mean just like youth groups in general are going to need each other to learn to lean on each other in the new church. But just as you stated, the importance comes especially in the message and, mm-hmm. you know, praying to God because, right. you know, just getting together and kneeling down the altar together and praying, you know, like the times when one of your, you know, brothers or sisters in the youth group goes up to the altar and you go up there and pray with them, you know, and hug them when they're done. You know, it's just like you know that you're bonded and you know that you're going to stay together and stay strong, you know. Just like my dad told me before this when I was talking to him about this, you know, for youth over the years, the methods can change, but the message must stay the same. So, I mean, like, you think about it. Go way back, like, back in my grandfather's day. There's stuff now that we do that's good that they couldn't even think about. They couldn't imagine it. I mean, like, think of music. 
we listen to. There's good Christian music out there that's just different from what they listen to. Like maybe they sung hymns back then, and we still do that. But we also have different singing groups and bands and stuff along those lines that you would have never thought of back in those days. They would have listened to it and they'd be like, what is this? You know, it's like it's just totally different. But there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there's stuff that play on J103. I'm sure there's been many people get saved, that, you know, or been, what's the word? Convicted. Convicted, yes, thank you, from listening to those songs. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, I think in the future when we're older, we'll hear stuff and see stuff that the younger people are doing. Yeah. And we'll be like, man, what are these kids doing? You know, but there's not necessarily anything wrong with it as long as the message stays the same. Mm-hmm. But as you know, you've seen many a times, there's churches out there and youth groups and stuff out there that are doing stuff that are like, you know, you don't know about it. There's some Christian singers out there that sing stuff and you're like, is that good? Or is it just kind of, you know, you know, like the messages some preachers preach where it's all about feel-good stuff, you know. Hey, yeah, you're in a church, and yeah, you're preaching, and it's somewhat out of the Bible. But sometimes it can just be like, is that the correct message to be teaching? Or are you is just, that context? Yeah, you just say that to bring them in, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, another thing uh, for any youth pastors or people who work with youth that are listening, the greatest thing, the greatest tool that you have are the, the, the people who are already there. Because what they can do is bring their friends. And that is the, the, the most powerful way for you to be able to bring more youth in. You know, you can't always necessarily, unless you're a teacher, uh, and even then you're really not supposed to, but unless you're like a teacher, you can't really go into the schools and say, hey guys, you know, we're doing this tonight. We're going to have a little message. You can come out with your friends. You know, you can say, oh, well, we're having pizza, whatever. And, you know, have 60 kids show up. But what you can do is if you have, let's say you have five that show up every, every every service, they're always there, they're always participating in the message that you're giving and in the lesson, you can say, hey guys, listen, I really need you guys to bring people because since you're already here and you're learning this, it's time for other people to learn it as well. Mm-hmm. And so if they start bringing kids in, that's when you can, you know, make your lessons more evangelized and, you know, not necessarily about the workings of the church and you know we're all the body but you can start talking about how you, you know we're all sinners you know every one of us ha- has sinned and because of that we deserve death right. but somebody came and gave his life on a cross for us mm-hmm. you know you can make you can change your lessons to tailor to those kids that are coming in and not all of them are going to stay you know i want to make that a point as well not all the kids that are going to come in are always going to stay but you can do things to help uh, assure that the ones who are coming are hearing the word. Right. And uh, like I was telling you before, Second Peter talks about how we're a pe- peculiar people. Well, that means we're a peculiar church, too. You know, if you look like the world, you act like the world, they come in and all you do is sing songs and hoo-ha and whatever, then they're not going to come. They're, go- they're going to stop coming because once the newness wears off and it's not as fun as it once was. Maybe you're doing the same game over and over. Right. They're going to stop coming because they didn't come for the right reason in the first place. Right, and it can be just, you know, youth group isn't permanent. You know, like you're not going to join the youth group and stay in there forever, obviously. Right. And then you're going to move out eventually. So it's like, you know, say you bring one kid in when he's 16, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe he stays with you for a few years, he enjoys the games or whatever. And he's, that's one of the main reasons he's there. 
he turns 18 or 19, goes off to college. He, he doesn't to want to play those games anymore. Right. You know, it's like, what's the point of him coming? Well, it's, it's not even that if he wants to play the games or not anymore. Is he equipped with the right knowledge to be able to deal with what comes with college, work life, adult life? Yeah, exactly. Because it is way different than what you experience in high school. Oh, yeah. And sure, there are some things that, in, that are in high school that can get you down, that can get you out of church. But once you go to college, especially if you stay on campus somewhere, or if you're at work and you get enough money and you live out of your parents' house, nothing's wrong with either of those. But there are going to come some battles that you're going to face mm-hmm. that you have to be equipped with the Word oh, yeah. of God to be able to fight it. When those things come your way, if these pastors if you're and, and, and teachers and whoever is working with you, if you're not preparing those children, because they're still children, you know, we're, we're not very old either, but right. we've seen it. If you're not equipping them with the Word of God and to know and be assured in their faith and strong and stand firm in the face of trouble, in the face of trial, in the face of challenge, of people challenging their faith, they're going to fall. Mm-hmm. And that, that's not their fault necessarily. They could have done more, but if you had the opportunity to teach them and instead you wanted to play games, you wanted to get as many people in as you could, then it's your fault. Right. So if you're, if you know, getting youth in, we need to do that. Absolutely. We need to evangelize and get the word out as much as possible. But be sure not to neglect the ones that are there. Right. I mean, yeah. over the years, us being in the youth group, I remember a time when we were just young, we like not in youth very long, you know, like for Bible schools or Wednesday nights or whatever. There was a lot of kids coming to, you know, the services whether they be band kids or whatever they were. And it's like, I honestly can't remember some of their names, but I can see their faces. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, where are they now? I mean, they may just be fine, maybe be just fine, maybe going to another church. Maybe they're not, but they're, they got saved. Maybe they're strong. But it's like, you know, sometimes you think, you know, once they get old enough to move out of the youth group, are they going to move out of the youth group and go to regular service church, you know, like to older Sunday school? Or are they just going to say, well, that Wednesday night service is just for youth, and I'm not youth anymore, so I'm not going to go at all. I'm not, they have kids, and they're like, I might drop the kids off, but I'm not going to go, you know, or whatever it may be. You know, it's like, or they get out and they get in college, just like you said. It's um, it's just crazy how much mm-hmm. different college is from high school, just like you said. It's, I mean, the first day you get in there, they're starting to just indoctrinate you with stuff that you're just like, man. Yeah. This is not right. And I wasn't referring to parties or drugs or anything. I'm referring to classes yes. like, like you were just talking about. These colleges, it doesn't matter what you go to, if they call themselves Christian or not. Mm-hmm. Most colleges nowadays teach things that are not lining up with the Bible. They, they have their own bias. They have their own agenda that they're going to teach children, right. you, you know, the kids with. They're going to teach the young adults with. Because right now, like our age included, we're at a stage in our life where we could still be heavily influenced. Mm-hmm. Once you kind of get out of college, you get, you know, mid to late 20s, it's kind of, you know, you kind of do your own thing after that. And, you know, it doesn't really matter. You kind of yeah. set your ways. But from about the age of 13 to, to 18 to 25 are very, very important times for, for kids. Because especially once you get to the age of about 17, like we're talking about, and you get some freedom... You're, you know, you're able to drive on your own, you're able to go places. If, if your parents aren't strict and they don't really care, then you especially have a lot of freedom. 
But 17 to about 22, 23, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, because I personally feel like high school may be the most, the time when you can be influenced the most, in my opinion, as far as, like, who your friends are and Mm -hmm. who they are. I mean, it may be different for other people, but for me personally, I felt like in high school, seeing what people do, you know, are doing and stuff, you know, it's more peer pre- there's more peer pressure I thought because like in college right now you know I feel like people do what they want they don't care they don't care as much I mean I'm sure there's plenty of people that get influenced but I'm to the point where I just go to class I go you know golf practice and I just get out of there I honestly don't care yeah it's more the professors than other people yeah yeah it's just like because I mean it's not like you have to go to class at be at school at 8 o'clock in the morning and stay there until 3 it's like you may for me get there at eight o'clock and be done but eleven and it's like you're just gone. You don't have to hang on unless you live on campus. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, when the kids are in high school, so influential. And I'm talking to parents right now, a little bit in general, you know, getting your kids in the youth classes or a church in general, wherever mm-hmm. they may be, and to the youth pastors or teachers, whoever, to go out and get them in there. Because in high school is when we're so influenced. And just like you said, you're gonna get in college and you're going to be faced with these things that's just like, even for me, I mean, I never considered like, you know, like, is this right or not? But I could hear it. I could say, I told myself a few times, I never forget it, thinking, I can see how people could get fooled by this. Because they don't bring up the stuff and say, you know, all this evil stuff, you know, you should believe this, you know, because we do this and that's No, they bring it up and they say, you know, we believe this because of blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, Man, if I wasn't as you know as strong as I am in my faith, and I don't consider myself the strongest, but to a point to where I can see it different, then I could see how I could fall into that trap. I can see how a lot of people could because it's just so dangerous the stuff they teach. So I mean, in high school, just for the youth, you know, to get in the youth and church is so important mm-hmm. because just like you said at the start, they are the future, and if you take the future now and like alter the kids' minds to where they don't believe in Christ or they don't believe in church and they go on, look what the future's going to be, you know, because the present and the future will both be in trouble. So I mean, it's right. very important to get our youth in there, for sure. And uh, moving on to, you know, we talked about before the podcast about different distractions that it really hinders a lot of, a lot of people and youth from coming. And we can make, you know, all the efforts we can. And I'm not... I'm not trying to bash any efforts to bring in any youth at all. But my, my point was, if that's your main focus, is just to bring people in, then that's where it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Our youth pastor, I think, did a good job of, you know, it's not all about the games. Most of our most of our stuff was about God's Word, and we did a lot of lessons and things. So I think he did a great job of that. Um, but dis- distractions nowadays are way different than what it used to be. So you, even in just the early 2000s, you know, six, seven, two thousand six, two thousand seven. There wasn't smartphones. There weren't any smartphones. Or you know, you didn't have you know people Snapchatting you all the time. You know, just right. different things. Yeah. You what you have now is absolutely insane because you now you got TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, and all these things. That these kids. I mean, they're kids, yes. and they have all these things. Sure, and nice. it it can be extremely tempting to d- divulge into sin. Mm-hmm. and not really feel any repercussions from it. And and the more you sin and you don't realize that you're sinning, even you know, even if you're saved, it 
dampens your soul mm-hmm. and your spirit, and it, it disconnects you from God. And until you realize your sin and you repent of that sin again, <laughs> we go through a cycle of constant renewal all the time, the renewing of your mind. That's an that's an all the time process. But if you don't do that all the time, then you almost kind of become numb to those things. You can do so many things, even when you're saved, until all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's like, what have you been doing? Yeah. You know, we can, we can wear off that influence of the Holy Spirit on us to a mm-hmm. certain point until God wakes us up. Right. But, you know, these, these kids, they're doing all these things, but when it comes down, do I want to go to church? Why would I go to church? You know, when I'm, I'm just sitting at home, I can watch it on Facebook. I can watch it on Instagram. I can watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There, there's not as much of an urgency to be physically present in a church. Right. And that's something that's extremely important, especially for kids who are younger, because they go through this at school all week. And, you know, they might get made fun of. They may make fun of people. They might have, be really good at sports and be have a huge ego. They might be really bad and struggle with self-doubt all the time. But they need to be in church as a saved person. If they're lost, definitely need to be in church. But when you're saved, that's your energizer for the rest of the week Mm -hmm. to see your peers and and fellow Christians, brothers and sisters who are worshiping the same God that you are all across the world. And it gives you the sense that, yes, God is real Mm -hmm. because where else is this happening, right? So that gives you an energizer of, yes, this God that I believe in and that I put my faith in is strengthening me every week, every day, and this is where I get this from. Mm-hmm. I go to church and I get the reassurance. You know, we reading through his word, you know, we see where he tells us that he'll always be with us and he'll never forsake us. But sometimes we just get down on ourselves and we're like, you know, is he really? But then you go to church and you hear that being taught. Or you really struggle with something that week, and then you go to church, and they're teaching about what you were struggling with. Right, yeah. And it just energizes you for the rest of the week, right? And so, I mean, it, it just helps you so much. And it's important for especially young kids to be there. Yeah, I agree. And it's just going on with the distraction. The distractions of now are a lot different, like you stated, a while, as they were a while back. For example, you know, just the bad stuff that can be seen on the internet. I mean, just it's not like you go on there and have to go through a special system, you know, to see bad stuff. I mean, right. a, a kid could just search anything up on Google right now. And I mean, just whatever. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. dangerous, the stuff you can see. And it's just like, you know, a kid could divulge himself into that and mm-hmm. without even realizing now they've got into that world of sin, you know, and it's just like the devil has, a you know, just a stranglehold on them. And it's just going to get them, you know, pull them down and sand even worse. And it's just distractions nowadays are just so much, you know, simpler to be drawn into. And even if it's not something like that, I mean, it could be even maybe you're going to church and you're in church. And, I mean, I've experienced this before, like when uh, you're in church, maybe you're using your phone, your cell phone as a, for your Bible app, you know. And maybe you're reading the Bible as the teacher or preacher is, you know, teaching and a message pops up, and you're like, oh, what is that? And you read it, and they you know, you've missed a whole five minutes of the lesson or whatever, right. you know? So, I mean, it's like, you know, the devil can find anything in a day's time to distract you. It's just, it's amazing. Right. And, like, just stuff that can get you out of church, too, just like we were talking, you know, like Wednesday night service, you know, the youth pastor, maybe, you know, maybe the youth pastor says, you know, we got a special service Wednesday night. We're going to have 
pizza and drinks and maybe watch a small movie about Christ or whatever after the lesson, you know, it's just like, okay, it's, it's an exciting event. Maybe, as a, there, maybe there's a kid that's excited to go. And mm-hmm. then he finds out, you know, oh, there's a football game this night. And then there's another one, oh, there's this basketball game I want to watch right after that too. And it's just like, oh, man, my friends are playing, you know, Call of Duty or whatever at a certain time tonight. Yeah. I want to do that. And it's yeah. like, well, that service is at that time. Well, I'll just go next week, you know, whatever. You know, like where there used to be a time where maybe that's all the kids had, you know, like back in my dad's day when they didn't have technology and stuff, you know, it's just like, oh, I can't wait to go to church, you know, because that's all, mm-hmm. that's all they really had. So, like, the distractions of now are just so easy for Satan to really distract you. I mean, he could just, something, like I said, just something as simple as a friend sending you a text saying, hey, dude, we're going to play Call of Duty at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock when church starts. It's like, kind of want to do that instead. I mean, he can use anything now. And mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest thing about getting, you know, kids in because you can give them something that's exciting. But in the grand scheme of things, because Satan is the prince of this world. He, yeah. the stuff on this work, on this earth that he controls is honestly, it can be more appealing to us than some of the stuff in the church, you know, especially if you're not saved. So it's like, you know, as a kid that's maybe 15 years old, which one are they going to be more excited to do? Are they going to be more excited to go play video games with their friends? Or are they going to be more excited to go get a slice of pizza and watch the youth pastor teach on Wednesday night? You know, so it's like the distractions now can be really tough mm-hmm. for especially kids at that age, you know. And that's, that's honestly the biggest problem facing America today, too. Yeah. And finally, I just want to make uh, one last point. Uh, what we were just talking about with the dist- with the distractions and things is to parents be observant of what your kids are doing you know sometimes you know i i don't have children personally but i've seen it where other parents have have kids and it may be a very well-behaved child may not have any problem with it but i want you to know that if your child is not saved it's a little demon i'm just telling you right now they're capable of anything just like any other kids That's right um i've said this in a couple of my sermons and i'm not I got it from Modi Bauckham. He said it in one of his messages, so I'm not going to you know, take it from him. He said that. I just thought it was hilarious. But he was just making a point to you know, kids, to their parents. He's talking to their parents. He said, your child, children are not little angels. They're vipers and diapers. Yeah. Like, kids are sinful. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what age they're at. Uh, scientifically speaking, babies, the only reason... You, the, you as a parent are not dead is because they're so small they can't kill you like they are so angry at sometimes if you don't feed them at a certain yeah. time they they really would kill you because they don't know how to control that but right. thank thank the lord that they're really really small they're not strong you. exactly <laughs> so just be very observant of what of what your what your kids are doing what they're watching you know who they're talking to because yeah. there's so many ways now too where adults that are really sick in the head can act like other kids, you know, talk to them through social media. Oh, yeah. If you if you've got a kid that's twelve and they're on social media talking to random people you've never heard of, that's probably not a good thing. No, exactly. So just be very observant on what your kids are doing and you know, that's something that my my parents were very observant on when I was a kid and I'm very thankful for it. Um but like you were saying, the ease to be able to look up things that you shouldn't be looking at, mm-hmm. you know, doing things you shouldn't be doing, right. it's just so easy. So as a parent, that can be on you too. It should be on you to be responsible for your children. Mm-hmm. That's just something that's on your plate now that 
didn't used to be 20 years ago, you know. So thank you all for listening, yeah. and we look forward to giving you the yeah, next episode. And uh, we also would like to ask you all to continue giving us things to talk about. We really enjoy that. So keep doing that, please. We love the input. We love it. We love hearing mm-hmm. things because, you know, me and Hunter here, we could go in and we could, you know, say, oh, let's just take a while and talk about what we think we should listen to. But right. you guys are listening to us. And if you have something pop in your head, say, man, I'd love to hear that talked about and send it to us. I don't, yeah. we don't mind even no matter just if it comes to your head. You we want to talk about what's, what's relevant to you too. Yeah, because for, as, a, as a listener, you know, this is really for you. Right. We can we can talk about this behind closed doors any day. But if we, we if we're people are listening to us, we want you yes. to be able to connect with it and to learn from it. For sure. And you know we can learn as well. And so. going on to something else, you know, we want to hear that. But at the same time, this being season two, I just want to state it for everybody. I actually had somebody ask a question about this episode. <laughs> is it they asked is you know it's all the episodes on YouTube or is it just on the podcast app? Well, we didn't get to video this one for, you know, podcast placement issues before we had the video ad and stuff. So, no, this one will not be on YouTube. It will be on your podcast app or, or Spotify, just as it was last year. So, yeah. I just want to state that for everybody that's searching who's what blew up on YouTube. The new episodes, as of right now, will not be on your YouTube. Yeah. So, just, we'll, we'll continue to work on that, and we will let you yes. know uh, when we do have the ability to upload videos on YouTube. Right. So, thank you all for watching yes, thank you. and listening.